Welcome back to another edition of Official Word Sports. I'm Vince, and I'm here with my co-host, Stevie D. There's a pause. Everybody knows why there's a pause. I, I'll just, I, Let me let you start, Stevie D. Anywhere you want to go, just understand at some point you may trigger something and then it's all coming out because it's all been bottled up here, right? Yeah, you you go. Let, let so, just let you go. So, so, so I'll start off with the, um, the most lackluster game in the NFL last week. Would you agree? It was a lackluster right. game. Somewhere else. Let's go somewhere. Oh, you want to go somewhere? I thought you want. Okay. Let, let's uh, go, Aaron Rodgers. Maybe. You know, I was going to say Aaron Rodgers, right? Um, you know, I, I sent you a note. I don't know if it was yesterday. I, I forget what day I texted you. I'm like, I really can't stand this guy. I, I really can't. Um, he's narcissistic. He's um, uh, he's just so full of himself. His ego. I think he just loves to hear himself talk. Like he's 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 probably that kind of guy that's got his. You ever see the picture of 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 a person that it's like you get you know like torso above and the rest of it's like a horse. Yeah, it's a famous. That's him. He's probably got his own photo like that in his house. I I can see that out of him. And well, he's an ass, is what you're saying, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. He's, he's he's an ass. I, mean, I, I just. It's just unreal to listen to him, right? So he, he got a sponsor drop. Obviously, he tested positive COVID. He comes out with these ridiculous statements that it's a witch hunt and everybody's out to get me, blah, blah, blah. And then one of the healthcare companies drops him and he comes out and he's still all blah, 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 all blust. And then State Forum comes out and says, no, we support Aaron and the people's right to say and blah, 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 blah. And then a few hours after that, Aaron Rodgers kind of apologizes without apologizing, but basically saying, I apologize for misleading people. And it was almost like Tate Farm handed him this piece of paper and said, you know what, you should read from this and let's let, let's move on this because we don't want to take a hit. We're going to support you, but we don't want to take too big of a hit. And it's just. So you call him narcissistic. I call him a jackass. Well, you know, this is a family show. I was trying to, you know. You know, I'm glad you said that. You know, for, and I have to do the disclaimer early. Of all of our podcasts, we've tried to make them very family oriented. Try to make it for all ages, for for everybody, right? Come and enjoy the conversation that we have. That we've kind of tempered in my and been very careful in our emotions, right? Yeah. This show. Will have a new rating. I'm just letting you know, so you may hear some things. We're changing the rating, and there's a reason why we're doing that. Not because of Aaron Rodgers, and let's just continue with that. Let's just call it what it is. Aaron Rodgers is a jackass. All right, he's a jackass because he lied. Right? Don't give me an interpretation. Uh, of, of between being vaccinated or immunized or whatever. You're a jackass because you put whatever your beliefs may be. They are your beliefs. I'm, I'm fine with that. But you put your team in jeopardy. You put your teammates in jeopardy. You put the franchise in jeopardy. You put the season in jeopardy. All because you, to your point being neurotic, and to me, him being a jackass, 
decides that he's going to try to find that loophole that would allow him to skirt any of what is out there as far as the protocols. You stood in a huddle, and just like we were talking, when you're in the huddle, you're playing in front of now full stadiums, right? You can't hear each other. That's why they have the wristband with the plagues on it. That's why they're covering the helmet because they can't hear. But you're in the huddle, and you're yelling, barking what the play is. As you're doing that, you have fluids that are going out. In this close huddle, right? I've been in huddles, right? I know sometimes you can't hear. Now, I'm not saying that that that, that caused it, but it's the possibility. That's what the NFL is trying to avoid. You were in quarterback room meetings. You were in regular team meetings. You're in the locker room. You're in the shower. You go to parties. You do everything that they tell you you can't do, and they want to say, well, it was an immunization. No, they said vaccination, right? Here are the protocols. I And one last thing on him, and I'll, I'll let you get back. I was very disappointed in Cole Beasley, right? And we talked about this. Oh, I'm talking in training camp. Yes, that's right. And, and we talked about this. But Cole Beasley is 100% a man compared to Aaron Rodgers. Because Cole Beasley told you, I'm not doing it. Now, he had his reasons, whatever they may be, and you could agree or disagree. But he told you. And he said, yeah, all right, well, if that's what it's got to be, then I test me every day. I don't think it's right. I'm not putting this in my body, but test me every day. I'll wear a mask, which he didn't, right? And he got fined, right? And he was on the COVID list, you know, kind of suspension. But he went through all of that. Aaron Rodgers saw all of that and still stood at a podium and still lied to the fans. I'm not going to say he lied to the organization because I believe they knew. Oh, I definitely think they knew. And I'm the NFL. Hi, Terry. Terry. Hey, Terry, how are you? You know, it's like the NFL was a joke in the fine. Right, was it three hundred thousand dollars to the Packers? Okay, fourteen thousand dollars to the player. So basically, he did a big fu to the league, to his teammates, to his, to his, to the you know the the the, the leadership, and, and did all of that, and, and basically they got away with nothing. They got away with three hundred thousand and fourteen thousand dollars fines for him. I don't understand how the league said they really didn't do anything wrong, and then all of a sudden you come up with fines. So how do you come out with a statement and say, well, they did not wrong, they followed everything, but then we're going to come out and say, well, it's three hundred grand for you, fourteen grand for you, and, and but you did nothing wrong. Uh, if you Lamb coming out talking about you're fining me for my jersey being yeah. out, and I'm being fined more than this guy who's breaking the the laws or yeah. the rules that are set forth yeah. because of the yeah. pandemic. You know, it, you know, uh, we we talked about. Oh, I, you know, I mentioned the Brett Favre, right? Everybody got tired of Brett Favre there and, and, and everything about Brett, right? I'm retiring. I'm staying. That whole side, it seemed like it lasted for like 12 years out of his 20-year career, right, that he was retiring. But in the end, you know, he was a, a jokester, a prankster, right? He had some ego things when they drafted Aaron Rodgers, right? And Aaron was like, I don't understand why you're being so mean, right? And, and you look at Aaron Rodgers today, and he's like, he is so... What did I use? I, I used the word way three times. Way, way, way worse than Brett Favre ever was in his career. 
And he made such a big stink in the beginning that he didn't like Brett Favre and because it all, you know, he's not going to show me the way. You're the same way with Justin Love, right? You're, you're, you're probably, I don't know for sure that you're a jerk, but all, we all know that you weren't happy he was drafted. I can't see you going out of your way to help Justin Love. And, and now and now this whole the cold COVID thing. But we talked about this about the huddle, right? Here I am. I'm a player. I'm a lineman. Right? You're messing with my money. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. You're messing with my money. You're messing with my game checks. You're messing with what if we had a forfeit a game because you got the whole quarterback room and now we don't have a quarterback and now the, the Packers are forced to forfeit a game. If I'm an unvaccinated player, I follow all the rules with the mask and all that. I choose, Cole Beasley, I choose not to do it. Now all of a sudden we have to forfeit a game. I lose a game check. Right? Vaccinated players get paid. Unvaccinated, they go without a game check. So now you're messing with my money. Now you're messing on getting me sick. Now I'm on the COVID list. Right? Now I'm messing the game. I'm trying to get a new contract. I don't want to be missing a game where I can show my skills to get that my next paycheck, so my next contract. So th- there's so many things to this Aaron Rodgers that if I'm a teammate, I gotta be honest with you, I can't believe a teammate didn't want to punch his lights out. Seriously. And I don't know how a def- I don't know how a player can come to his defense. I- but speaking of teammates, speaking of teammates, this is gonna be very interesting. Odell Beckham is now a free agent, right? He, yeah. he was released by the Browns. What what a, we already talked about it. That that to me is mind blowing how that ended. But now you, you have Rodgers who has complained that, and rightly so, that the front office, <laughs> the front office of the Packers, have failed him and failed the team by addressing some of the key players in, in drafting them when they had the opportunity to. Yeah. And now you have Odell Beckham, who I do not think is that good. Yeah, I, I'm not. I Odell is making a ton of money off of one catch, one catch. And outside of that, he's been average, right? He's maybe above average, but he's not in that top echelon tier in my yeah. opinion. However, yeah. you put him with Devontae Adams, you have a formidable duo that's out there. You would think that there would be more of a push from the from the Packers to go get a OBJ. He's part of the top three. Right, he's part of the top three, so you would think, "Hey, there's Dana. Hey, how are you, Dana? Welcome. All right, Terry. Uh, but you, you would think there would be a bigger push for them to try to um, bring in OBJ. Yeah, but is he the right fit? Um, you know, I, I don't know where he's the best fit. I'm not a fan of him. I'm not a fan of his. His his he's got antics. He he's he's got baggage. And there's I mean, think about this. The Giants paid him. Six months later, they traded him. So something happened within that six months. He could never get on the same page in Cleveland. Cleveland was so much better with him not on the field than when he was on the field. I I don't know if Green Bay would take that chance to bring that in your locker room, and you don't know what what effect that's going to have on your locker room. I don't we'll see. And now, when, when rumors are coming out, is that the Saints are the odds-on favorites? Obviously, you heard about Thomas being done for the year, so we'll we'll see what happens with that. I'm still boiling, Stevie D. You know, if you were with us early, you, you know that my level is already here. Just haven't. I, I need to really cultivate it so that when it comes out, that it's not 
just a mess. Well, I'm a little nervous, right? I'm a little yeah. nervous. It's like, um, how can I put it? A volcano about to erupt. I'm in all and, black right now for a reason. Yeah. Right? Just understand. Well, you want to be in all black, right? I'm in all you black, black be, for a reason. Right? I mean, I... I, now, I'm, I'm not in black like, and gold, though. I'm not in black and gold because I don't know how they they got out of that. Right? That that was a debacle on Monday night. In complete and utter debacle. Right? Terry Carothy or Carothy, whatever his name is, the, the referee, just he, he made a mockery of the officials that entire night, right? The number of penalties that were assessed that really should not have been assessed to the Bears. And you cause, you know, you call, first you had the penalty for blocking outside the tackle box. That one, holy cow. Like, when I watched the replay of it, I said, are you kidding me? Seriously? And that, that was a horrible, horrible call. And number one, it was even an awful attempt. To even. Yeah. But um, what I'm saying, even the attempt on the block was awful. Yes. Right? Yes. You can't even say he chopped the trigger. Right I'll show you another right tackle that made an awful attempt. <laughs> right, but, but what I'm saying is, if you're going to flag him, the guy didn't even go to the ground. It was it, it was... It was the Tim Tebow block. I mean, that's what it felt like. Remember the Phantom block in preseason, yeah. the last play of Tim Tebow's career? That's what I felt like when I watched the replay. I'm like, how do you throw a flag on that? Like, how is that possible? 100%. And then obviously the taunting penalty with the hip check, and that, that's bizarre. Yeah, in the NFL, not – you know, after the game is done, remember, remember you used to get the letters – yeah, yeah. I used to send you a letter, right? Yeah. We're sorry, we made a mistake, you know. And then you show the letter. Well, the NFL admitted. I mean, at least they had integrity back then, right? <laughs> Give me some integrity now. No, they tweeted. There, there was incidental contact, uh, you know, such and such, you know, blah blah blah. Just like uh, his Cassius, I can't think of his last name. The the defensive end or linebacker for the Bears who was hip checked. Yeah, but just like he said at the podium, if I were to do that, oh, right? Yeah, I'm getting a fine, right? You get suspended NFL, but you know, all we're getting is oh, that you know, he, he didn't do that, he didn't know he did. Come on, that's garbage, that is absolute garbage. Because after he did it, the referee turns, looks at him, and throws the flag yeah. at him, right? Yeah. It's not like the flag had been thrown, he went right after him and threw it like. Yeah, just poor. Again, poor, poor. And as I talk about poor, I think we're there. Poor. That was the. That was the. That was the worst performance I have seen by the Buffalo Bills in many, many, many years. We've lost some bad games. We have lost some bad games. But what I saw out there on Sunday takes the cake. One of the one of the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think, said it best is that during the pregame warm-ups, he looked across and he saw the Buffalo Bills, and they looked like they didn't even want to be there. If there's any place you don't want to be, it's in Nashville, the cesspool of the NFL. 
right? You have a job to do. There is an objective. There are standards and there are expectations. You should be hitting every stadium that you go to on the road and definitely at home, and you should be up 100%. I don't want to get into the whole you get paid for this. You have an objective. You have a team objective. And pride should be on the line. And what they did, they went out there and they did not show any iota of wanting to be out there and wanting to win that game. I don't want to hear that, you know, well, they, you know, they went out there and they tried. That's bull. That's absolute bull. That that effort that we saw out there from everybody. Well, the defense played okay. From, but from everybody, especially on the offense, from the coaching staff, from uh, looking at the coordinators, all of it was just ridiculous. And, and, you know, let me start with I don't want to hear the excuses of the referees. In as much as the officiating was just atrocious, atrocious. Stevie D, I think I made reference to, left tackle, jumping out of his stance, you know, a half count early that flags are normally always thrown, never thrown. He does it again now instead of a half count. He's a full count early because he got away with it, right? He's going against Jerry Hughes, gets away with it. Finally, he's almost two counts early, and then they finally throw the flag. But yet you have the Bills, you know, kind of leaning and no flag call. You have Josh Allen drawing the the Jaguars offside, snapping the ball, almost getting obliterated because they think that the call is going, that they're going to get him for the false start or get him for the offsides and be able to get that foul. Not called, right? So, But I'm not blaming the officials because you're better than the Jaguars. That's right. You are a better team. So yeah. you should be able to overcome all of that. Yeah, I mean, if you really want to – if, if you want to stop and think about it, they gave Buffalo multiple opportunities to win that game. When if they were a half decent football team, you wouldn't have gotten those opportunities, right? The 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 Carlos Hyde fumble, they missed field goals. I mean, there were mistakes out there that they made. That I I, I sit the rest of I was watching the game. <laughs> there you go. That's for that's for your coach. <laughs> <laughs> but you know. You know, you jack me up sometimes. <laughs> oh, who did that one? That was pretty good. I didn't do it. Matt Nagy did it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's hilarious. So, but in all, all serious, you had a bad football team gave you opportunities to steal that game. And I kept saying to myself, okay, here's the moment that they're going to steal it. And Jaguars are going to come back and say, man, we let this one get away. We should never have left it. And then Buffalo couldn't get it done. Right. And, and it just, it was time and time again, I thought the Buffalo Bills were going to steal it. To that point, think about think about what happened, right? Not that not that Sunshine Trevor Lawrence is the second coming of anything yet. He's still a rookie quarterback, but you knocked him out the game, right? Mm -hmm. Here comes the backup. I mean, he moved that ball right downfield. He lost a forty-yard pass over Tre'Davious White. Great catch, kept his feet in bounds. How does this happen? How does this happen? Carlos Hyde fumbles in the red zone. They're driving. You yep. stop them. 
in the red zone. The, to your point, they kept giving it to you. Yeah. They kept and, giving they it to you. They touchdown pass in the end zone. Agnew, I think his name is? Yeah. I mean, it was a hell of an attempt to catch it, but, man, that's a touchdown on the board that, that was given away. It was just crazy. It, it made no sense. Now, I will say that we have two offensive linemen who were out. Yep. Okay? We had two. We reshuffled the offensive line. But here's where I blame, again, the blame that I was giving Stevie D goes across the board. This blame goes to Brandon Bean, right? And the reason why it goes to Brandon Bean is that you felt so comfortable with your depth. Well, obviously, you were just exposed how garbage your depth is. Cody Ford is a bust of a draft pick, right? Thought he was going to be some great pick coming out of Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, he's going to develop. He could potentially be our left tackle. He could potentially be our right guard. He could potentially be our second uh, our second string guard. Well, you know what? He potentially and should be cut is what he should be. I mean, just garbage, right? Just a turnstile. And it makes, it makes no sense. Now, Stevie, let me just share with you. Let me share with you what just epitomized that happened in the game. Okay, I, I want you to see this. This is the vaunted line. Now, if you watch the right tackle, let me stop it here for a second. First of all, if you look at the score, it's nine to six. 118 to go in the fourth quarter. So we know we're in crunch time. Everybody knows we're in crunch time, right? You should be elevated and ready to go. And then here you go. In case you missed that, Stevie D, let me show that to you one more time. Is he right? The defensive end doesn't even get touched. It blows right past him. I don't even know how that lineman shows up to the film room. I don't know how he got on the plane to go back home. 118 in the fourth quarter. You are on the drive to at least tie the game. If you look at where they were, they were at the 39. That makes it a 56-yard field goal. You know, we, we laugh and joke, right? Uh, 50's the new 40 and all of that. Tough kick, right? In all fairness, tough kick on grass. I'll give you that. It had rained earlier, so it's not a gimme. It's not a gimme. But we know that Bass has delayed that kick. And you line up, and you don't even put a finger on that guy. And all you do is just spin around and watch your guy sack Josh. The ball comes loose, by the way, and the result of that is a fumble. That's what happened there, and the game is over. So, all right, so now I'm going to play devil's advocate there. It's third and seven from the 39. You got a guy that can kick. He's got the leg. We know that. 56 is not a problem. Why wouldn't you attempt to do a draw, get four yards, make it a little bit better, and not risk a, a sack knowing when you struggled throwing the ball all day? I mean, you struggled all day throwing the ball. Why wouldn't you Why wouldn't you go and try and get those few yards and try and kick the, the go-ahead field goal at that point in time? I, I wouldn't have done that. 
I would. So you would so you would have taken an incomplete. You would have taken. Obviously, the sack happened. So you, you would have been better through the pass play. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, on fourth down, I, I'll attempt a 56, 57-yard field goal. This is where I put another part of the blame on Brian Dable. Okay? Because, again, we have started to see a trend by opposing defenses playing the cover two yes. and a little bit of a zone blitz, right, and bringing mm-hmm. a lot of pressure coming at Buffalo. Right, we yeah. already know that the the offensive line is struggling. Buffalo has failed to really adjust over the course of this season. When did they adjust? They adjusted to this last year when they played Pittsburgh. It was a Monday night game, all hyped up, and Pittsburgh was just blitzing left and right, left and right. And in the first half, Buffalo had no answer for it. They came out in the second half, and what did they do? You had the you had the drags, you had the slants, you had the zags, right? All of these are quick passing plays. Some pick plays may be in there, but they're quick. You get the ball out of your hands quick. You don't allow that blitz to get to get to you. Not to mention you have the front seven that's coming towards you that leaves that gap between the secondary. Right, So now when a Beasley catches a drag that may be for three yards, he's able to cut it up for seven, 10, 11 yards. He's able to do that. And so now they force Pittsburgh out of that type of pressure. That's what you do. That third and seven should have been all day Beasley. And if Beasley was hurt, then it should have been McKenzie. And if McKenzie was hurt, then it should have been Diggs. And if Diggs couldn't give, do it, then it should have been Gabriel Davis. If he couldn't do it, then Emmanuel Sanders. If he couldn't do it, Singletary. If he couldn't do it, Sweet, somebody should have run the drag. Somebody should have been hot on that on the slant route. There should have been somebody. Not to sit there and hold the ball for three to five to seven seconds or wait to for your – for your right tackle to just be a revolving door and have it come down and hit you. It should have been quick. And on top of that, oh, no. (laughs) And then on top of that, Josh, you got to be better thinking. You have to see that. You have to know your weakness. And to your points, DVD, you know, why don't you run it? Well, why don't you run a read option, right? You got a quarterback that likes to hurdle over everybody. You got a quarterback that likes to run and spin and do all this kind of stuff. Their heads were not in the game. Yeah, you know, you know, I'm gonna fast forward. I'm gonna I'm gonna rewind this tape three hours before that play. Okay. Wow. Terry, Terry said they learned their lessons. Well, we're gonna find out, right? Because he, 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 <laughs> the, the Buffalo Bills, like the Kansas City Chiefs, are lost puppies right now, and and they they better find it or they're gonna, you know, right now the importance is getting that that one seed. You got to get that one seed. You want the buy. You want to be the only team with the buy, and you want. To make sure you're home throughout the playoffs, right? I don't That's even very want the one seed anymore. Wow. I don't want the one seed anymore. I want the the players to be healthy, and I want them to figure this out yeah. now. Yeah, you want them to be healthy and be the one seed. Don't give me that. You don't want the one seed. Well, yeah, yeah. Teams want the one seed. Obviously, that's what you work for, and that would be great. But right now, we're not in a position to even go deep into the playoffs, let alone no. the yeah. If you can't figure this out. And they, it, it starts this week because I know that the Jets, yes, you've had a tough season. I get all of that. But I know that they've watched the tape over the last four or five weeks. They know what the weaknesses are. 
and they're gonna come and they're gonna they're gonna slap you in the mouth. You're gonna get punched in the mouth, and it's Perfect. what you do. Yeah, I mean the first. That's why I said I want to rewind the tape, rewind it back to the first two plays of the game by the Jaguars. They went after Jadavius White, right? One flag was on Jacksonville, the other flag was on on White, and uh, they just said we're here, we're going to be physical all game long, and we're going to hit you in the mouth, and we ain't afraid. And I thought, you know, those first couple of plays, it, it may not have seemed like much, but. Maybe that hyped up the Jaguars a little bit, and then they got a little bit more intensity to, to play physical. They played I'm really sure physical football. I'm sure it did, and I have a question, and, and I'll pose this to you. In this year of referees throwing penalties and taunting and all this kind of stuff, what happened to the the incidental penalties or, or uh, you know, where the Tredavious gets the 15, but so does the, the offensive player? And they offset. What yeah. happened to that? It didn't right. happen on the first two plays. I don't want to hear the second guy. You saw the whole thing, right? Right. right? right. We got officials all over the place. Why didn't you say? Well, he pushed him under underneath the face mask, and so then he pushed him back. That used to again, just like the letter we talked about saying I'm sorry. That used to be the norm that right. happened, right? right. And, and we would all just say. Well, you know, why'd you even throw the flag, right? They off. Right, right. <laughs> I was going to say, I was just about to say that, right? Why did we throw the flag? But what could have happened was on the first play of the game when the, when, when the Jaguar guy got the, the penalty, he should have been gotten a, 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 um, strike one in the game. Because if he gets strike one in the game, the second play doesn't happen against White. And then it's a cleaner game, right? But You're, you're absolutely right. right. So you, there's there's problems with the officiating there, right? Problems again with the officiating. Uh, but I thought they came out very physical, punched in the mouth, and and they hung around. And I don't know. Look, I, I never thought in a million years when you and I were having that fun at halftime and 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 going back and forth. And I was beating beating up in the Bills, and you were busting my chops about the Jets. You know, and I said, hey, right, you know, it's halftime. I said, halftime's over. I says, you know, no more. You know, focusing on the second half. I never thought in a million years you guys would lose nine to six. I, I thought you guys were going to put up three to four touchdowns in the second half. And, the, you know, like you go in at halftime, McDermott says, what the hell are you guys doing out here? If you guys want to be able to be on the plane right home, you guys better fix this stuff out here in the second half and get more physical and, and, and do your job. And it just never happened. And but it was just so bizarre. Somebody, you're, you're saying somebody who should be doing their job is telling the others to do their job. Because Sean McDermott wasn't doing his job. Let's think about this. Early on, right? Early on. Questionable play, right? And all the replays say, oh, I wonder if McDermott's going to challenge it. Yeah. So now you, you, you listen to the announcers. Oh, McDermott's got the flag in his hand. Well, how long are you going to keep the freaking flag in your hand, right? But, oh, no, here goes Mr. Boyd Wonder, you know, the mad scientist over there. I'm going to call a timeout. Why? Why? How many? Oh times yeah, do you I remember that. In a game, how many times do you challenge? Maybe once, rarely, but maybe a second time, right? So you all, you never use your challenges. Here's an opportunity to lose to use the challenge, and guess what, Stevie D? If you lose it, you yeah. lose the timeout. Right. So I used the timeout and didn't challenge. On a play that I could have challenged, I'm not going to say you would have won the challenge, but at least I could have tried, right. which means right. that McDermott's head wasn't in the game. 
So it goes up and down. Leslie Frazier, again, you may be exempt. I wasn't too thrilled with, with the the defense because I think Jacksonville is garbage. So it should have been a shutout like what we had to Houston and Miami. But I can't fault you for giving up nine points, right? I can't do that. I can't fault you when you have, you know, your second best corner goes out of the game. I can't help you when you're not getting, you know, strong push from your front four. And I can't help you that Trey got hurt, right? I can't help you that you had Saran Neal in there. But with all of that, you still held them to nine points. At the end of the day, you put the team in a position to win. So, Leslie Frazier, you're exempt. The defense, you're exempt. Now, Tyler Bass, you're exempt. (laughs) Matt Hawk, oh, no, you're with the rest of them. We gave up. Uh, Bajorquez for this guy. Send him back to Miami. Hey, why are you taking the Dolphins? Why? why? What, what are you no, but we're not talking about how great of a game Josh Allen had. Uh, here, here goes Terry. Every, everyone has a bad day at work once in a while. I feel I need to f- defend. There's nothing to defend. You're, you're trying to defend the, the indefensible. That that was that poor. is That is indefensible, right. Because if you yeah. give him a you give him a pass on that, and then you you got you got to hold him, you got to hold him to it, you got to hold him accountable. That's a game that's that that's we all know you should have won. You should have won by by 20, 30 points in that game if, if your head's in the game. That that was a gimme game that you should have won, um, and it just didn't happen. But you know, next week brings a different opponent. It's the Jets, and um, you know it's going to be uh, you know I don't. Are you doing that for my health? My no, health? no, but it, but it's the truth. Look, I mean, it, how many times you you hear it in a uh, in a playoff baseball? A team gets 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 killed the night before. All oh, the momentum is totally shifted. They got blown out by ten runs, and the next day they win. The the, the the team that just got blown out wins three to one. So I mean, athletes can turn that page, right? We, we make it seem like that athletes can't turn the page. They absolutely turn that page, right? They they do turn that page. The the page though that you're you're referencing that needs to be turned ha- has been prevalent over the last so many weeks. Well, okay, so uh, I didn't get to finish that. So you're right because you you saw you, this is a pattern that we're seeing with Buffalo where you're right on the offensive side of the ball. It, it, it's this problem, especially the, what your last six quarters. Uh, uh, well. What uh, six of the last eight quarters you played? Not really, really good offensive football. So there's a problem there, right? That's the same thing Kansas City Chiefs are going through, right? Right now they're awful offensively. They can't get anything right. Mahomes looks like he's lost. So you know, yeah, the Buffalo Bills are going through something. But you know, at the end of the day, can they get it on film? Can they correct it? Look, you're going up against the right opponent right now. I mean, the Jets showed against the Colts they couldn't stop a nosebleed on the run. They were just a total disaster. On you know, the- actually, this is this is another game. We were talking about trap games, right? It, it, it's I don't believe in trap games, right? I just don't. Just like I don't believe in hangovers after, uh, you know, championship games or or exhibition games. I, I don't I don't believe in that. That everything is mental here, right? Everything is mental. It's the way that you control the locker room. It, it's the expectations that you set forth. It's the ground rules. Uh, you know, some of the coaches are are a very demonstrative type coach. 
uh, where he's yelling and and you have that. Then you have the players coach where he wants to coddle and control everybody out there, right? And so I listened to McDermott. And McDermott had his presser, and he talked about accountability, which, again, you need to look in the mirror, Sean, for accountability, but player accountability. That needs to happen. And he said it in a way that was stern, and he's also said some things in reference actually to Isaiah McKenzie that were, were you know, pretty much, you know, either you get on or you get out type, type deal. Um, but I would much rather play a team – of the ilk of back to Tennessee, back to sure, absolutely. Uh, Your focus is going to be there more because yeah, you're playing a good football that's team. That's what I want now. Obviously, you know you can only play who's in front of you. Coming up on the next one is the Jets. In no disrespect to the Jets, yeah. right? I mean, um, we are what we are. Mean that they should win, right? Uh, I think it. I, I want to say it's a game that I think they will win, uh, but not sure on that. Because I need to see where their mind is at. I need to see where Dable's mind is at. I need well, to see where Josh's mind is at. Because well, from a defensive perspective, I think we'll be okay. Mike White has done some things. I think we'll be okay. Offensively, if you remember, it was, what, two years ago now. But if you remember when you first got C.J. Mosley, and right? C.J. Mosley was in that game, three of the four quarters that he was in the game, he shut Buffalo down, completely shut us down. And then once he well left with, I think, a groin or a hamstring or something. Yeah, like hamstring. Yeah. When, when he left, then all of a sudden, Devin Singletary, everybody's like, who's this guy? He's running for 30 yeah. yards, 20 yards, and, and then it opened up the game. Well, guess what? He's back, right? And you have that defensive line, and, and you can expound upon this because it's your team, but you have that defensive line that enabled you to do certain things so that you could beat. A top echelon team. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that the, the problem with the Jets is inconsistency, right? How do you go up? You dominated the Tennessee front uh, offensive line in that game, right? Had seven sacks on, on the Titans that game. So the de- defensive line, depending on how healthy your line is, and if, again, I, I just think like the, the, these players sometimes on the Jets, it's like, where's your motivation? Like, they didn't show up against the Colts. Now, I know the Colts have a good offensive line, but – I mean, they got manhandled in that game. It wasn't even, it wasn't even close. It was, it was. I mean, that was an embarrassment, right? You, you supposedly your defensive line is one of your strengths, and you have all this rotation of guys to stay fresh. They all of them got manhandled. All of them. Yeah. It was, it was a disgrace. It was an embarrassment, and and so, you know, with the Buffalo Bills, I don't know if was Feliciano was out, and I forget who your other lineman that was out. He, he went, at, he went on IR. Spencer Brown, um, who is a tackle. And rookie is Feliciano coming? Is, no. is he back? So you're both of those linemen are both out? No, Brown. Well, Feliciano's on IR, so he's done. Okay, right. He'll, three weeks, four weeks, whatever it may be. Okay. Spencer Brown practiced today. Okay, so it's a good he's going to play. It was limited, right? Okay. Now I'll take him over Williams all day yeah. long. Okay. He, hold, hold, hold on. Let Let's just see this one more time, DVD. Let's just watch. Where's your teleprompter? Look at the right tackle. If I had that, that's right. that's what I am trying to avoid, right? Give me Spencer Brown so I don't have to look at that. Because if I look at that, nothing broke this week. But if I have to look at that and that happens again, all bets are off. Well, well, all well, bets are off. 
what I'm hoping for from the, from the Jets, you know, it's that, you know, Albrecht, the, the defensive corner, gets this defensive line hyped and ready to go to, to hit and then get that pressure on Josh. And if we can get that pressure on Josh Allen like the Jaguars got, yeah, then you, you got a chance there. Because, you know, we're banged up at safety. Our corners are all young. You know, we got CJ, right? He's, he's a force in the middle. But, you know, the, these young corners, sometimes they show up and you're like, wow, they had a really great game. And then all of a sudden you, you play other games, you're like, do we even have corners in the game? Like, oh, my God, right? So you just don't know when you're going to get because I think the oldest corner is 24 years old on this Jet team. I mean, that is young for corners. To have in your secondary, your oldest guy is 24 years old. So it's feast or famine, so you don't know what's going to show up on the, you know, with the Jets and the game plan. Um, so I, at the end of the day, is this a what I would consider a get-right game for the Buffalo Bills? Yeah, I do. I use that term with the Kansas City Chiefs of a get-right game. I think this is an opportunity for the Bills to to get right. But the key is that offensive line for the Buffalo Bills. they got to be able to control the defensive line for the Jets. And if they don't, it could be a day like you had in Jacksonville. Because right. I do think the Jets' offense is better than Jacksonville's offense as of right now. I do. I, I would agree. Right. I, I would absolutely agree. I think and Mike White that's, is that's the scary part of this, right? If you think about it, that is truly the scary part, is that you played a sieve and you laid down. And I mean, when, when I look at the Bills' schedule, this is the last game before – it starts kicking in again. Yeah, and again, no disrespect here. No, it's, you, know, you know, I I don't have a lot of concern over Carson Wentz. Sorry, Jay. Right, Carson Wentz is a top sixty quarterback, but he played well last week. Right, he did what he. Well, the run, the run, set that all up. I mean, I mean, Taylor and Hines just. I mean, they both dominated. Uh, I mean. I mean, Hines got 20 points plus points in fantasy, right? Taylor had 30 plus points. And so, I mean, it was just crazy. Dude. That set up Carson Wentz. It made him look like Superman. But you start playing the run because you, you gouge it, then you hit. Well, and you mean, played them last year in the playoffs. And that was not an easy win, right? In, in the playoffs. Now, it was Rivers over Wentz. So, you know, you kind of put that into effect. But, you know, overall, when you look at that team. Uh, then, then we have the Saints, which the where Saints where win in in Nola, but it's Trevor Simeon, right? Maybe Taysom Hill, but it's you know, and maybe OBJ too. <laughs> but uh, you know, and then after that, then it's Patriots Bucks, right? So you have got to get right. You absolutely have to get right. And so, if I'm Buffalo in this game in the coin toss, if I get if the Buffalo wins, you got to get the football. You got to get your offense out on that first drive, and 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 get it right on that first drive instead of tone for that. They're game. not going to do that. No, because you want the Jets to to do it, right? Because you want the crowd noise and all that. But at the end of the day, if your offense is struggling, get them on the field first thing. Get them on the field. I I just noticed something, and I'm not sure if our if our viewers of the official word sports podcast have noticed this. You're clean shaven. Probably lost. <laughs> you got killed. I was gone. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> that was short-lived. <laughs> yeah, it was short-lived. Yeah, everything with the Jets is short-lived, right? Uh, so, yeah. It, 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 next morning, and let me tell you something. That is not fun. That is not fun to shave off. Uh, but uh, so you, have to, you have to take the clippers first. I did. I, I used a buzzer to get it down as short as I could and, and, then, and then shave it. But it's still, you know, it's a, it's a work. It's a lot of work. No, it, it's a job. So I, uh, I wouldn't tell you what happened, you know, because I cut my own hair, and so uh, yeah, I made a little faux pas, and then I was like, oh, "What am I doing?" It, it happened on Sunday. What happened earlier on Sunday? Again, it goes back to that just epic fail, right? They, they, you know, all the kids use epic fail, and all. Right. I may be showing my age because I think they're probably onto something new now. But anyways, that that's what happened there. Speaking of failures, though, Stevie D, okay. right? And as that? a segue, I'm looking at the monitor here that, that's kind of, you know, I'm hooked up to all these leads. So, you know, it's trying to keep me in range. So I'm, I'm okay. Right. So that's, why I was, that's why I was just saying, you know, easy, easy. I, I've settled back down. You know, if you look at the post reel, I may go right back up. But speaking of failures, the Raiders are just an absolute mess. <laughs> I got nothing to say. They are an absolute mess. I guess we start with Gruden, right? I guess that's where we start. But there's things that are happening outside of what we're hearing, right? There are things that are trying to be swept under the rug, things that are trying to be kept quiet, right? We know what happened with rugs, right? They just released their first-round draft pick from two years ago. Same draft. The, their first-round pick from last year. So in back-to-back years, their number one draft picks have been cut because of just being stupid. Yeah. Nothing else to say. Right. And, and, and I think Jay said, well, you know, they still drafted well because those are still good players. Well, character and all that other stuff goes into when you're drafting. So, Absolutely. right? Anybody can draft talent. Is does is the talent able to stay into the league? That's right. So that, that's all part of when you're drafting. You know, these any player in any sport, right? It's not just the talent on the field. It's how do you handle off the field and 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 and, and things like that. And it's a matter. And saber, Stevie D. You draft the number one draft, your number one draft pick, and then he gets hurt and he says he wants to have his own surgery and he's never playing for you again. Wow. Yeah. What is the cool thing about that? I didn't want you, Eichel. I didn't want you. I wanted Connor McDavid. You fell into us and you should be eternally grateful. That we accepted you into our, our family as being a Buffalo. Yeah, citizen. and then you try to kill him with a botched surgery. No, he never had the surgery. We wanted him to do the league-approved, player-approved surgery. No, he wants to go do some fly-by-night experimental surgery. We're like, no. If you want to do that, wait till you've retired. We want you to do what everybody recommends is the best way to treat this. No, you didn't want to do that. No, he was looking for a way to get out. Yeah, he wants to go play for the Islanders, a a winner. What's that? He wants to go play for a winner in the Islanders. Yeah, we sent sent him out to Vegas. Be gone. (laughs) Did you trade him? You traded him out there? Ungrateful SOB. 
you know, you you got a lot of pent up anger this week. Like, it's I'm really nervous. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm really nervous. A lot happened in, in like a seven day period of time, and it just it Sunday just didn't help. Well, yeah, when you send out a message saying I am not talking about this, <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's a bad one. Yeah, I'll get back in. It's just for for everybody who's out there. We still have, even though the guys aren't aren't on the podcast, we still have a collective type chat dialogue that goes on every day. A lot of trash talking. There, there's, you know, but some information and you know, just a lot of collaborate, right? Uh, and when we were in this Sunday, four eighteen, I got on there. <laughs> I will not be talking until the podcast, and I have been absent, completely absent. Don't I honestly, that. normally, you would think somebody would do a wise with that group, uh, Jay and JB, right? Myself. Man, we were silent. Like, nobody said nothing. Like, it was – I think everybody knew your blood pressure, and you were boiling over at that point because the stern words you put in that afterwards about the Buffalo Bills, not about don't contact me, right? But, you know, the stern words you had for your football team, I think that just said to, like, we're not even doing jokes. Like, you know, somebody was good for a joke, a meme, something like that, because we had plenty of memes flying through on that. Yeah, it, dead silence uh, after yeah. that. So, um, yeah, I, I think that I think the guys, including myself, we we got that that message loud and clear. But I feel for you, right? I mean, I, I think anybody who roots for a, a, a team when you have a game like that and you lose, there's no. I mean, I remember coming back. 98, Denver beats the Jets in the AFC Championship game. My parents, I come home, was at a party, a jet party, come home. My parents, my grandparents are there, and I went right upstairs. My mom's like, you want to say hello to your grandparents? I'll talk to everybody in about three days. And that's what I said. I texted my girlfriend, who's now my wife. I said, I'll talk to you in three days. I don't want to talk. And so, you know, when you have those moments and when you're watching your team and you have a bad failure like that, man, I – it's the worst thing you want. I don't want to talk to nobody about it. Nobody. Yeah. I, I got. I got to. I got to compartmentalize. I got to get through it, break it down, so I can feel better. And so I, I, I think we were all with you at that point in time um, on, on a bad on a bad loss, and we just kind of let you. Okay. And the three day the three day rule works. I'm just glad nobody, especially at work. I'm glad nobody came up and said something stupid, right? Because then I would have had to weigh out the risk versus reward. <laughs> Do I really like my job? <laughs> would it really feel good to throw that punch? <laughs> well, you know what's interesting is, you know, depending on how close you are with some of the, those folks, if they really understand your 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 passion, then I, I think people learn to, to, you know, to stay back. Because when somebody's passionate about their team, and maybe that's what they knew. They knew you're passionate about you know, Buffalo and decided to hang back. Either that or you just stayed in the office with the door shut. They, they're, they're not, they're not like us. They're, they're, they're not, but they're also, you know, not, not to, they're just not like us. Right. Everybody's a sports fan and I can respect that. But somehow we eat, drink, sleep, dream, nightmares. Yeah, no doubt. 
I mean, I, I know I passed on my curse to my son. I mean, it's yeah. bad when the Jets. I mean, this year, um, I have to tell. I literally have to. I'm the voice of, when I'm the voice of reason. There's a problem, and he's yelling at the TV and he's saying some choice words about the Jets. And I'm just like, look, I just turned on Rich. I said enough. I said if you're gonna carry on like this, I can't do this. I'm getting, I'm worked up as it is. And I'm trying to stay, keep my emotions in check for you. And you're going crazy. I can't deal with it. Because you're yelling at the TV. He's screaming at the top of his own yelling. I'm like, dude, stop. Stop. I can't do this. So, and we're a bad football team when we're doing this. I can't imagine being what should be the, you know, the top seed in the AFC. And, and, and you drop an egg like that. I, no, I, I could not imagine what it was like in your household that night. And you probably could have hit a pin drop the rest of that night. Not good. So, Stevie D, uh, we got through this one. Uh, actually, it wasn't as long. I mean, there's a lot more I could say. There's a lot more. I, I could go down position by position. But at the end of the day, if I was going to do that, we should have done this podcast Sunday night. But now we're past, we're past recovery day. We're past film day. Today was the first day of practice, which means that you've closed the book on last week, and now you move on to the next one. So maybe for my health and my sanity, it is good that we do this on Wednesday instead of doing this on Sunday or Monday, where it would have been even worse. Speaking of Monday, speaking of Monday, I used to be a Peyton Manning fan. However... It has been brought to my attention. Yeah, sorry about that. That those who have been a guest on the ESPN Eli and Peyton uh, broadcast are suffering from a Peyton Eli curse, similar to the Madden curse. But now we've just placed it over here because I think as you go back and look at all the different people who are active players who have been guests on the show. That following week, they've lost. And, of course, we know Josh was on last week, and then you saw what happened. So maybe that had – you know, let's chalk it up to that. Unfortunately, Mike White uh, could not be a guest on the show since they weren't airing it because it was the Steelers and and the Bears, right? So I guess they, they opted not to do that. So maybe we'll have a competitive game. I hope it's for me, my sake, I hope it's competitive because that Thursday night football game, it it was uh, not a lot of fun. My phone's blowing up. You know, I honestly, I got more texts saying, sorry about Mike White. I mean, it was unbelievable. I think everybody wanted to see Mike White play, right? And and he's a kid, late draft pick, bounced from organization to organization, getting cut. He got a chance. He looked good his first game. Oh, what is he? How's he going to follow it up? Bang. Injury that deflated. USF, that's USF right there, baby. <laughs> so Stevie D, let we're we're gonna go ahead and wrap this one up again. We thank you to everybody who was able to take a few minutes to, to talk on the show. Dana, Terry, we thank you. Matt Nagy made a special appearance as well. Uh, once again, Matt Nagy saying is <laughs> just another buff Adam. Come on, man. You're just jealous, man. So is built. Not like Gates with his eyes bugging out. <laughs> but, uh, you know, again, we love, we love it. We love the interaction. Uh, we ask that you 
uh, obviously give us a like, give us a subscribe, um, send us a tweet at Real OW Sports. Uh, we have some some big news that's going to come down the pipe probably next week or the week after, which will be kind of cool that we're doing. Uh, just trying to make things a little easier for everybody and make it fun. Uh, obviously, you can listen to the podcast, your favorite podcast and platform. So if you're out and about and you're unable to watch the video, um, you know you can listen to us. And then uh, send us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. So for my co-host, Stevie D, I'm Vince. Therapy was good. And we'll talk to you soon.